Yeah! The Flathead's only local sports talk show, The Knock on Sports, 6 to 8 weeknights, only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back to the Knock On Sports, and joining me on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline right now, good friend of the show, Jordan Hansen of the Missoulian. He is also the only member of the media here in Montana with an AP vote in college basketball. Jordan, it is great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you're doing well. You too, man. It's been it's been a second, and it's uh, it's good to it's good to hear from you for sure. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Jordan. Before we jump into high school sports and college basketball here. I know I'm, I'm surprising you with this, and I don't know how big of a video gamer you are, but I ended my last segment of Buy or Sell with which game will be better overall, Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Call of Duty Cold War? I'm going to give the same question to you. Which one are you buying? Which one are you selling? Definitely, um, I, I, would, I would buy that if the new Assassin's Creed game is going to be pretty solid. I mean, anytime that you can throw in uh, Vikings into a, a, a legendary franchise like that, I mean, that's one you're going to have to cop. And it's funny, it's funny you bring that up because Kyle Hansen and I were talking about this um, the, other, the other day, and we're both, we're, we're, we're both really looking forward to that one. And um, Yeah, and I just, I don't know, the, the, the new Call of Duty, it, it, it looks cool, and I think there's going to be some, some, some cool stuff about it, but um, I, I've kind of I've I've gone away from, from COD a little bit. So, but no, I, I'm definitely going to cop the Assassin's Creed. Um, and it's, it's one of my brother's favorite games. One of my brother's favorite game series, too, so I might have to send him some stuff as well. I was going to say, Jordan, I mean, in college, Call of Duty, the, 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 the original trilogy, the Modern Warfare trilogy was a ton of fun. Every time that game came out, the three of them, Online was fun. I mean, there were at least at least on my college floor, there was always tournaments going on or two on two, something like that. What about you with the original Modern Warfare? I think the best trilogy of all of the Call of Duty games. Oh, absolutely. My, I, I think uh, I can't remember because I got rid of my PlayStation Three, but I, I kid you not, I think I had like probably like two or three weeks worth of playing time on Modern Warfare Two when I was in uh, middle and high school. I mean, that's just like that's just what we did. I just had a couple friends and we would always just uh, get on. Uh, with each other, and then in college, I was more of a Madden guy. Oh, okay, my my, my, my room, yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 room is super into Madden, and that's kind of when I started getting into the two K games as well. But um, but yeah, no, no, definitely the Modern Warfare Two is probably my probably my all time favorite shooter. Um, and, and and the first Modern Warfare, and I was really happy when they um revamped it for PlayStation Four because I, I got some good time in on that as well. But um, yeah, I I, I think I I, I it, it's it's truly hard to it's truly hard to top that series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jordan, looking at some high school sports right now, you've been covering the Sentinel Spartans. Their defense has been impressive. They gave up their first points in over a month last Friday to Great Falls. You were there covering the game. So let me ask you this. Great Falls was able to hang around this team for a little while. What was Great Falls? What did you notice that Great Falls was doing uh, against Sentinel? Well, when they when they could get to the outside, and I, I was just so shocked that they didn't try to get Levi Torgerson, you know, a, a few more touches. I mean, he had three catches and, a, and just one rushing attempt, and it was like, I mean, I, and I know that that first um, long end around play was was definitely a scripted play, I, and, and it was something that I, I think Great Falls felt pretty good, um, you know, about running. But I mean, just when they could get to the outside, they could do stuff. But um, I, I think the biggest thing for for Great Falls in that game is just Reed Harris as a sophomore. I mean, he's just a young kid. You know, out there playing, you know, in, in his first couple, you know, double A, you know, playoff games. Um, and I mean, when, when when you've got guys coming at you like, you know, Charlie Kurgan who hits like a hits like a Mack truck, 
and you know Donovan South and you know some some of those guys that you know are are just are just have been so good. JJ Dolan in the middle. I mean, it, 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 it was pretty hard for for him once he started getting under pressure to, to to really get the ball to where it needed to go. But I mean, that that was a great Falls team that that came in with a good plan on defense. You know, they were able to um, you know kind of get after uh, Camden Sturman a little bit. Dayton Bay, both Camden and Dayton, three interceptions in the first half, and Camden couldn't come up with a a bad snap either. And, and, and that was the other part of it too is that. You know, Great Falls had some chances to, to to put some more points on the board, but it just seems like all season that you know when when Sentinel kind of gets into those situations where he, that they absolutely need to make a play on defense, they do, and they dial up some good pressure. And you know, they they have the secondary and the cornerbacks and safeties to you know, and and and, that, and obviously the great linebacking core. But you know, just their pieces work together so well that you know it, it, it's easier for them to, to to suffocate. And I really think that you know for for a team to beat for a team to beat Sentinel, they're going to have to come up with some some big home run plays. Well, that's interesting you bring that up because I look at senior this week. Sentinel's facing a quarterback they haven't seen all season in Junior Bergen. He's electrifying. There's not really another athlete like him. I mean, him and Camden Sermon uh, in terms of dual-threat quarterbacks are probably the top two on the list. So this is a really intriguing matchup. I know the score was close, obviously, and you're looking at scores between like what Sentinel did at Glacier and how Glacier and Senior played. I just look at this game, you know, Junior Bergen at quarterback against the Sentinel defense. This is going to be creating, I think, a really interesting matchup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you have a two-time All-State wide receiver um, moving into that position, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things. And, you know, I, I've seen some of the highlights and stuff, and his footwork um, is just incredible. And I, I can't wait to see him and Cam to kind of go toe-to-toe. Um, you know, obviously Junior was just, just almost about a th- thousand passing yards um, and 11 touchdowns and 10 of them to Jackson Berkeley. So, you know, it, I, I think the Jackson Berkeley matchup on the outside against um, some of seniors uh, or some of uh, Sentinels uh, corners and safeties is going to be really interesting. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to have some stuff dialed up um, for, for, for them to be able to try to use that. And, um, you know, and, and just, you know, on the ground as well, Sentinel hasn't seen a, a dual threat quarterback at, really at all this year. They, they, they've mostly gone against, you know, pack, pocket passes for the most part. So, It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they you know kind of kind of relate to that and it's something interesting too that I was kind of discussing earlier. It's just you know it's so hard this year, especially to kind of tell you know how good the East versus how good the West and um, you know this will obviously you know I mean we're we're obviously to that point, but it, it'll be it'll be pretty interesting to see how these how these two teams match up. So I'm I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. Another game, and I want to get your thoughts on is Billings West versus Bozeman. Bozeman is a hot team right now, playing with a ton of momentum, but at the same time, Billings West has a ton of speed. Taco Taller, again, one of those X Factor players that I'm sure is going to be up for MVP of the year at the end of the season here. What do you think about this matchup between West and Bozeman? You know, I kept going back and forth, but, um, you know, I, I really do think that Bozeman is going to come out on top in this game. Um, I just I think that Levi, uh, Welsh, um, you know, is. It, it, Took took a look at the game film and, and and they're gonna come up with some things that you know I I think are gonna I think are gonna hurt them. I, it was just impressive how they did that um, against uh, Sentinel last year um, and and I, and I think that's kind of a, a similar matchup. And, and again, it's it's always easier if you um, already matched up against a, um, a, a a team once. But I, I really think that West might be the best team outside of Sentinel. But I I think Bozeman's gonna have their number and I think Bozeman's gonna have a pretty good shot in the game. Jordan, you've seen the Sentinel team. They're good, obviously, as we've been talking about here. What's more impressive? That defense, with how many points they have given up this season, or the lack of points they've given up, uh, versus the Sentinel offense. Which one's more impressive? I mean, the, the defense is more impressive, but what is just 
continually amazing to me is that Dane Oliver, you know, has, has put together a, a two quarterback system that actually works. I, at any level, I have never seen a two quarterback system go this late in the year. I mean, usually it's just, you know, on a, in a, an audition, you know, one, two, maybe even three games. But I mean, you know, it's Camden Sermon for a drive or two, and then it's Dayton Bay for a drive. And then it's back to Camden, and then it's Dayton. And I, I mean, just the, the, the cohesiveness with this team, and, and, and it's just impressive. And I said this, um, you know, in, in a couple different ways. It's just, you know, this team does not care who touches the ball or, you know, who scores or whatever. I mean, they're, they're just so happy for each other. And I think that um, it's kind of, and, you know, a, a lot of coaches will say that about their teams, but there, there's truly a camaraderie and um, synergy with this team that is just impressive. And I think, you know, that's been one of the reasons why, you know, this year, you know, they get down and, you know, aren't having, you know, the best game against Great Falls early, you know, figure it out, get back into it and, you know, pull off 35 unanswered points, basically. So I, it's just the offense is impressive just because of synergy, but the defense is impressive just because of its cohesiveness and just how good that they, that they play together and just how senior laden they are and, and, and the athletes that they have. Right now we are with Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian. We've been talking high school football. Let's turn the page to college basketball. He is the only voter for the AP uh, top 25 in college basketball. We'll get his thoughts on his top 25 list next here on the knock on sports. Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees, and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. We're talking college basketball as the season is starting to warm up here. Uh, we are with Jordan Hansen joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline from the Missoulian, covers Grizz basketball, and as well an AP voter in the top 25 college basketball uh, list. And the preseason rankings just came out. Jordan, uh, listen, man, it's felt like forever since college basketball has come to the forefront. Obviously, we know the last time it was all tournaments being canceled, the March Madness tournament being canceled because of of the coronavirus obviously the coronavirus hasn't gone anywhere we don't know what's going to happen once we do reach december but again hopeful that maybe we'll get some kind of season in uh but you did put out your top 25 list let me just start here man i have no idea where to think the top dogs are right now for college basketball as national title contenders who do you have and how wide open is this race it's 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 wide open this year. Um, there's, and especially with, you know, how, how strange things are going to be, there's going to be cancellations. There's going to, you know, the, and, and this is what I've been continually saying is that the only thing that matters this year is getting 13 games in. If you get 13 games in, there's going to be a lot of teams that aren't going to be able to have that opportunity. And you, if, if you do that, you're going to be in a good spot. Um, I really like Gonzaga. Um, I, I like uh, just that what, what they've got on the outside. They, they added a couple transfers. Um, Jalen Slugs is going to Jalen Suggs is is you know probably Gonzaga's best recruit ever. I mean he's he was a top five in the ESPN 100. Um, you know Corey Kispert's a great player. Uh, Drew Kim is good um, down low for them in the post. I, I like Gonzaga a lot. Um, Baylor's kind of been a, a, a team that you know I, I think a lot of people really like as well. Um, Jared Butler is phenomenal. Uh, he's good. he's an All American I think. Um, Davian Mitchell is another great player. He spreads the ball around really well. Um, and, and, and they added a couple other transfers that are a lot of fun too. Um, I'm not quite as high on Kentucky as some people are. Um, I, I am very high on the Big Ten. Um, I think Iowa, 
Um, and I guess you know, I, I, th- th- this is where I have to say is that I'm an Iowa grad, so I'm, I'm not I'm not biased. I promise, but you know, I, I definitely I definitely maybe have paid a little bit more attention. But I mean, Luca Garza, you know, is had was was a walking double double last year. Um, you know, and, and, and all American candidate, and you could have well, and he was an all American, and and you could have you know easily put him um uh, as, as the as the AP or as the college basketball player of the year. Um, but you know they've got some good pieces. Joe Joe Wee's camp is going to be a junior this year. He's great for him. Luke is a senior. Um, C.J. Frederick um, is big, and Jordan Bohannon coming back from um, after playing just ten games last year um, and having this kind of year to to do as well. But uh, Wisconsin is going to be great, and and really it's going to and the Big Ten is going to come down to Wisconsin, Iowa, um, and Illinois, and whichever team of those gets through the gets through the the ringer is going to probably be a number one seed. I owe uh, I owe I Dawson Moon. Um, is an all-American um, for sure. You know, he um, averaged almost 17 points last year, and you know, close to close to four assists. And he's just going to explode um, this year. He's going to become a household name um, by the by the end of the year. And um, you know, I, I do like Texas Tech a little bit. I like Houston a little bit. Um, Arizona State's going to be a lot of fun, especially with Portland State transfer um, Holland Woods, who I'm sure a lot of folks, a lot of folks that are Big Sky fans have, have heard of. So. It, it, to, to really kind of answer your, your broader question, um, it's it's definitely going to be a wide open year, um, but you know it, 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 it should be fun as long as you know things can go things, things can go through. But it, it, it'll be an interesting March Madness for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this should be really fun. And for you, who's a dark horse? Who's a team that you look at? Okay, yeah, maybe you didn't put him in the top ten or something like that, but who looks like a real exciting dark horse in your opinion? I just I just mentioned honestly, Arizona State's not getting quite as much love as I think that they need to get. Um, you know, they, they they had a good recruiting class. Um, you know, Remy Remy Martin um, is a phenomenal guard. He's so fun to watch. Um, and Marcus Bagley is going to come in as well as Josh Christopher. Um, it's a it's a it's a dang good team. Um, Texas Tech's going to be right back in it. Um, they added a few transfers. Um, uh, Georgetown's uh, Mac McClung is now um, on their on their team as well, and they also added a Wichita State transfer too. So. Um, there's, there's a couple good pieces. And then I did put Iowa in my top, um, 10, but you know, I, I think that that's a team and as well as Illinois, I think Illinois is another team that, you know, again, you know, not quite a dark horse cause they're, they're kind of getting some of that love, but there are teams that, you know, are, are going to take another step from, from, from where they were last year. Switching it over to Big Sky Conference basketball right now. Obviously, uh, Stedman makes the list for the Big Sky Conference preseason uh, first team as well. Um, how much is what Stedman does for the Grizz going to be key to the success of the Grizz season? Uh, huge, and I, I think he, I think he's the biggest piece for him. I mean, he is he's uh, dropped about fifty pounds, which I mean, credit to Brandon Ronan and the and the Grizzly. Uh, um, athletics uh, performance group. I mean, they're just they're so so good. I, the, the, they aren't paid enough for, for for what they've been able to do. Um, you know, well, obviously when the team Gaskin uh, no longer on the team, um, a lot of eyes are on Michael. A lot of eyes are going to be on Cameron Parker and Cameron Satterwhite to come in and you know as transfers and, and, and come in. And it's just interesting too for Michael because you know he um, had to take last year because he transfers from San Jose State. So the, he the, he'll be playing his first basketball in almost two years when um, whenever the Grizz. Uh, tip off which looks like it'll probably be um december 3rd but it's looking kind of like what their their first game is going to be so um at cedar at in cedar city against the utah so um lots of lots of interesting pieces uh, dj carter hollinger um, is a guy that i like a lot great guy great kid um and and he blew up last year as a, as a true freshman and he's just going to continue to you know be able to to, to hit shots and do that uh, as well uh and i like kyle owens on the outside to kind of stretch 
Um, and, and there's just, there's just a couple other interesting pieces, um, on that, on that team as well. So, um, it, it, it should be, I think it's going to be a good year for, for the Grizz. Jordan, with that being said here, what's the outlook for the Grizz? Are we looking at this team once again as a uh, contender for the Big Sky Conference? I know Eastern Washington won it, um, based on tiebreakers, but where do the Grizz right now fit and, and what's kind of the hierarchy looking like for the Big Sky Conference this year? I mean, I really do think that it's going to be an Eastern Washington um, Grizz kind of end of the season. I mean, I know that's kind of, you know, what has, has been kind of the, the deal for the last couple of years. Um, I just, I, I, I just, I see a guy like Jacob Davidson, um, who's just going to be so good again. Um, I think that uh, Jabril Bello and Montana State are going to have, you know, something to say by the end of it. Um, and but yeah, I, I really do think it's going to contend to Eastern um, and the Grizz, I, I, and maybe maybe throw in Northern Colorado um, in there as well. And and some people are pretty high on Southern Utah as well this year, which I think is kind of interesting. But um, I, I like I said, I, I really do see it kind of come down to um, the the Grizz and the Eagles. What do you think about the Big Sky Conference schedule and the way they've set this up for conference basketball? You know, I I think it's really interesting, and I kind of like it. Like. It, it was interesting talking to Travis a couple of weeks ago because it's like, you know, you have a really quick turnaround um, as, as, you know, trying to fix things for one game versus the other. But it also kind of allows you to, to really take a little bit of extra time as opposed to like, OK, you know, we're we're looking at a northern Arizona and a Sacramento state in you know, two days or, you know, whatever, whatever road trip you're taking in this way, you know you can just completely focus on one team for two days. So I think you're going to have a little bit better um, basketball, maybe some more matchups and stuff that you know little things that you you see one day that you know are a little bit different the next day which i think is going to be really fun i think it's going to add an extra extra bit for um for 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 big sad basketball in general and i mean just having these having these double headers like this it'll be easy to um to be easier to cover them for sure so um i i can't really complain on i can't really complain on that um side of things too but um it'll be it'll be very interesting uh to see what the grizz um, what the Grizzlies' non-conference schedule looks like. I know that they're playing um, Arizona. I believe that they're playing uh, Georgia, and I, and I think that there's a couple other ones. It's funny, I actually put in a FOIA request for the contract uh, a couple days ago, so we'll see if I can get something something interesting about that. But um, I, I, I do I do like how the big guys set up the schedule. Jordan, with that, for the Grizz, because I was going to say, I look at their schedule right now online, all I see is the conference games. Um, how many are they going to be allowed to schedule in terms of uh, non-conference and and does it all have to be in December? What's the latest on on the on the non-conference port of the schedule? So one of the big things, that obviously, with uh, things being the way they are, it, it's just it was in, with the NCA putting so late the the start date for for basketball, it kind of put a lot of things into a flux. Um, the Grizz already had some contracts that they wanted to have with a couple different teams. Um, they do have four contracts signed. Um, I, I was I was told that um, there probably will be five probably will be five non-conference games overall um and it looks like that they're not probably going to get started um before that southern utah game and it sounds like travis kind of wants um that uh southern utah game to kind of be the first one and i think a little bit of gamesmanship he wants to you know think maybe have a little bit of advantage get up in the big sky early you know things things along those lines but um it, it, it is sounding like five total conference games and four for sure Jordan Hansen from the Mazillion, my featured guest, joining us here on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Jordan, if people want to follow your work, how can they do that? Follow me on Twitter at Jordy Hansen or uh, log on to uh, 406mtsports.com and Mazillion. So there, there's usually something on me uh, posted on there pretty much every day. So 
There you go. Jordan Hansen joining us here. Jordan, always appreciate when you come on the show. Really appreciate your insight as well, my man. You have a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah, dude. Let's, uh, let's figure out a time to meet up one of these days. Absolutely. Great stuff there with Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian. Really appreciate when he comes on the show. Coming up next year on the Knockout Sports, Matt Brown from Extra Points. He joins us next. 96.5 is 600 KGE.